The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome into the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Today on the podcast, going to get into the first round of the NFL draft, how it could play out, and what I ideally see as the realistic path for Denver to collect not one, but maybe two dynamite players in this first round of the NFL draft. We'll get into that today on the program and who those players are. Of course, During this COVID-19 era, I am uh, asking you to shop local, stay home when you can, and of course, wash your hands, stay safe, and keep it tuned in to the Broncos Blitz podcast as we, of course, at MyLifeSports.com have a lot going on for the Broncos draft coverage, and you can find previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MyLifeSports.com, but of course, also, you could check out uh, previous versions of the podcast, not draft-related, but also stories and uh, articles up there as well. The Denver Broncos, of course, holding 10 picks in the NFL draft, and they don't expect to use them all, but certainly, look, they've got a lot of ammo. Uh, First two rounds, obviously, sitting 15th and 46th overall, and then Denver gets into the third round and then just has a boatload of picks available. Now, I think the big thing to obviously keep in mind here is the fact that Denver could use a lot of these for ammo and you know when it comes to Denver making actual 10 selections or maybe even more of them if they were to trade down and acquire more more picks I don't think is is very logical I think this is a Denver Broncos team that again as we've said on this podcast before is more so looking for uh, quality not quantity. And so, uh, you know, you're going to be looking at potentially Denver moving back up in the first round and, you know, utilizing those third round picks as ammo. And once that happens, you know, you get to see this Denver team put together potentially some starters in that first round. Now, the big question I think many people are asking themselves is. Well, the wide receiver position, is that going to be a position that's going to be available at 15? Of course, the big names, Henry Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. And, you know, depending on how the draft plays out, could or could not, you know, that we start to look at where these players are going to go and how they could be, uh, you know, playing out when it comes to their order Obviously, they're not in the market for a quarterback, but we could see three quarterbacks taken before Denver even selects. Now, ideally for Denver, it's three, but it's going to be two for sure. That, of course, being Joe Burrows expected to go first overall and Tua Tunga Viola. That's what we have to consider, at least for the two quarterbacks. Now, you consider the dynamite players at their individual positions, and some consider these to be the top three players in the draft in Isaiah Simmons, Jeff Okuda, the cornerback, and then, of course, Chase Young, the edge rusher out of Ohio State. That's five players right there that we know are pretty sure not going to be available to Denver. And quite frankly, I think if you're Denver, you're not really looking for, uh, you know, a, a quarterback, obviously. Um, and look, it'd be nice to grab a Isaiah Simmons, obviously, and a Jeff Okuda. Those would be perfect fits for Denver, but those players are not going to be available. 
So you start to look at the kind of second crop, that back half, that 5-10, to 10, the Tristan Wirfs of the world, the Derek Browns, Mackay Becton, C.J. Henderson maybe even uh, seeing his stock rise. Atlanta has been rumored to be involved in potentially uh, looking to move up maybe for uh, C.J. Henderson. Other offensive linemen like Jedrick Wills, uh, Andrew Thomas could also be in this mix, along with the wide receivers and C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, and then, of course, uh, Jerry Judy. I, I think in an ideal world, Denver is picking Judy at 15 or Henry Ruggs at 15, but this is just not logical. And this is where you could see one of those uh, the, those third-round picks. They are going to be critical. Now, Denver's unfortunate problem that poses to them right now is the fact that the teams ahead of them in the draft, particularly in the early teens, are all looking for speed, wide receiver, uh, you know, an, an offensive talent that is is going to make it very difficult for them to select a wide receiver at their position and not trade up and hop those teams. The problem being is that now you start to look at the Arizona at eight, the number nine position with Jacksonville, and that becomes a very sexy and also pricey trade up. So you're talking about Arizona at eight, you know, potentially trading down to 15. They would love that idea to pick up an extra asset as they continue to build around Kyler Murray but maybe they just want to add a wide receiver themselves you know Jacksonville also kind of in this rebuild situation maybe a little bit more of a trade down potential but we're also talking about a team that look could be looking for their quarterback in the future maybe they trade up I think it's going to be a very chaotic draft as teams are looking to move up move down look for the franchise quarterback um and then and then there's going to be this rush to try to jump the las vegas raiders the san francisco 49ers the denver broncos who are all obviously very connected when it comes to the idea of selecting a wide receiver so if you're in the market for a wide receiver and maybe you're down towards maybe you're right after denver maybe you're atlanta at 16 there is no way one of those wide receivers is slipping to you and so you have to look at the idea of trading up up. So maybe Atlanta dangles some extra picks in front of Jacksonville. You know, there are other teams back there that that could be also looking to move back up. You know, uh, is is a, a team a little bit later in the uh, first round? The Philadelphia Eagles looking to add to the wide receiver position. So there, there's, I think there's a lot of uncertainty going in. But maybe the one certainty that you can bank on is the idea that if you're looking for one of those top three wide receivers and C.D. Lamb, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs to be on the board. I just don't see it happening. And so I think if you're Denver, you know, if you're looking for one of those threes, you're trading up. Now, I do want to speak on a ideal but also semi-realistic world. We could see a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb fall. I think Henry Ruggs' value is really just starting to skyrocket and uh, you're seeing somebody who is gaining a lot of momentum and favoritism Look, the the four two speed is obviously very impressive. They're all dynamite players for sure, but I, I think you're going to start to see that price tag become maybe a little too pricey for Denver if they're trying to uh, pick him up, and maybe it be they start to look at the idea of a Jerry Judy instead, or uh, maybe a T Higgins. I am not opposed to a trade down if you are the Denver Broncos. I think this is a Denver Broncos team that could be in line for some really solid talent in the first round. 
with a trade down. Now, you're looking at the idea of, okay, picking up a potential wide receiver threat uh, later in the 20s. You know, maybe it's a Denzel Mims. uh, Maybe it's a Justin Jefferson, kind of in that early 20 spot. I just think there's a lot of opportunities for Denver. And look, uh, particularly because of the trades that they've made in the past, last year in the draft, obviously the Emmanuel Sanders trade gives them that room and that flexibility. And so executing is going to be critical. And look, uh, for as much as John Elway takes heat when it comes to the NFL draft and some of his selections in the past, I'm going to tell you what, the Broncos all-time when it comes to drafting under uh, John Elway has not been bad, has not been bad except for one position. And that, of course, is the well quarterback position. The draft history is honestly not awful. If you were the Denver Broncos, they hit it out of the park back in 2016. Uh, they just happened to miss at one position. Adam Gotts is the second rounder. The 63rd overall uh, has been a starter basically up until this year. Justin Simmons, all-pro uh, all pro safety, and a player in the third round that they just absolutely stole from everybody else. Connor McGovern, a longtime starting guard in the fifth round. Andy Janovich in the sixth. Will Parks in the sixth. You can even throw Devontae Booker in there in the fourth round. A solid depth running back and Riley Dixon, the punter. The problem is, is that, of course, the draft is, is really overshadowed by that one player, right? And that's the selection at number 26 the quarterback out of memphis we don't speak of his name anymore paxton lynch 2017 is obviously the complete miss look this was a year that was defined by juice and athletically gifted players and they didn't think about some other things some intangibles that really came back to bite them i will give you that but boy 2018 to 2019 starting to look very solid obviously in 2018 they got themselves a player in bradley chubb Cortland sutton their second round pick at smu looks great royce freeman i think just hasn't been given the opportunity but boy you start to see some solid players as you go down the list as well too josie jewel at the linebacker position We'll see what the Denver Broncos got with uh, Deshaun Hamilton in the fourth, Troy Fumagalli fifth. So there there are players in this 2018 draft that have already made impacts and then, of course, could potentially be those franchise players moving forward. And then, of course, last year, it looks like they got themselves some players in Noah Fant, Dalton Reisner, Drew Locke, Draymond Jones, and Justin Hollins. Maybe the book's still out on Jawan Winfrey. If If Denver can come away, with three to four starters in this draft, I, I'm taking that as a complete win. And look, you don't have to use all 10. You, you utilize some of those picks and you trade up and you say, okay, well, we're going to pick once in the first round. Maybe we pick twice or three times in the second round. And then maybe we have some trailing off six, seventh rounders. I'm totally fine with that. I, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of reasons for Denver to really pounce on some of this skill set players that and and those who are not as well by moving up in the draft because you know if you're 
looking for a wide receiver, you're spending some of your early picks for this crop of wide receivers that everybody likes. And if you're Denver, you have the opportunity to move up and maybe select a player, maybe a linebacker that uh, otherwise in any other draft maybe would have gone inside the top 15, inside the top 20, but maybe slips to 30 or 35 somewhere in that draft because of the fact that there are so many wide receivers taking up those early slots. Quarterbacks the same way every year. You know, there's always three or four guys that that go in the first uh, round or two some years more than others of course we saw the the five in the first round a couple years back I I think this is a year where you're gonna see obviously the Joe Burrow the Tua Tonga Viola Justin Herbert uh, maybe Eason maybe Love goes a little bit higher than people thought and then all of a sudden you've got those five guys that Denver doesn't have to worry about and that's and that's the the luxury that Drew Locke gives you is the fact that you finally found your guy and you don't have to worry about the position. You know, because that was always hanging over the head of the Broncos. It's like, well, do we take a quarterback in the first round? Maybe not. Okay, Joe Flacco's our guy. We probably just said that to make sure everybody stays happy. Okay, Drew Locke's our guy. Now we're moving forward and we don't even have to worry about the quarterback position. We don't have to worry about head coach. So refreshing. This offseason and not have to talk about those two. And so now you start to focus and say, hey, okay, we're going to build around these guys. We're going to put together some some defensive players. And look, they did that through free agency. And I thought they did a really good job also building around Drew Locke so far. The Melvin Gordon signing, obviously, at running back. And then, of course, uh, bringing in Graham Glasgow, the guard center slash hybrid that should help the protection. Now. Does that mean you stop? Absolutely not. Obviously, they're in line for a wide receiver or potentially an offensive lineman. Maybe we say bon voyage to Garrett Bowles and finally let go. Uh, somebody who really needs to let go is let go. You know, somebody who uh, had so many chances to get it right under some of the best coaching in Mike Munchak, and it just isn't working. Now, somebody who is on the roster right now and maybe you worry about the left tackle position next year and you exercise that contract. But certainly the future of Garrett Bowles very much in the balance right now as that hasn't been exercised, and Denver obviously could go first round at the uh, tackle position. Maybe it's a Mekhi Becton, maybe it's Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs, who knows. A lot to consider if you are the Denver Broncos at offensive line, wide receiver, maybe even cornerback slips in there somewhere in that first round. they got to think about linebacker this team still has holes make no mistake but they certainly have the ammunition so use it and use it to get up and get those quality players that's all i'm saying it's the broncos blitz podcast of course uh we've been doing this podcast around the nfl draft and boy we're going to ramp it up as we are under 10 days to the nfl draft so much fun this time of year to see where denver could be looking where they could be picking and of course we'll continue the coverage at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com every single day with stories articles player profiles lots of great stuff over there at milehighsports.com and of course if you like the podcast hey make sure you subscribe and uh, give us five stars on the many different locations that you can find this podcast, Spreaker, Stitchers, iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, MileHighSports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast, a Mile High Sports podcast. Again, find more editions of the podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.